Hey guys, this is Jennifer from The Shooter's Mindset. We are live with episode 371. We've got our co-host here, Greg Cannon. How's it going? Hey everyone. And our guest of the hour this week is David Lyle from MPA. He's the new DS Series Product Manager. How's it going, David? It's going great. How are you guys? Doing good. Hadn't seen you in a while. It's good to see you. Good to even see you if, too. Even if it's virtually. <laughs> yeah. Well, that seems to be going on frequently these days. <laughs> that's right. It's the new normal. So yeah. for anybody that's unfamiliar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into competitive shooting and then eventually ended up managing the DS series line at MPA. Yeah. So I guess my story starts when it starts in a food line grocery store when I was about nine years old. <laughs> I just remember um, summers I would go to the grocery store with my mom to just do, you know grocery shopping or whatever and sneak over to the the magazine aisle and I was always looking at shooting magazines and gun magazines and it's just always been something that I was interested in and I remember picking up one magazine I don't remember what the magazine was but I remember seeing this guy with this pistol that it was it was huge it looked like it had a 10 inch barrel and a magazine you know hanging down way below his hand and some kind of scope on top of it and I just knew that I had to have one of those pistols when I got older <laughs> and it turned out to be a, a CZ checkmate that open gun um that I, that I saw in that magazine um years ago but then you know I got interested in in competitive shooting just through just learning about pistols really um I, I once I got old enough and had a, you know a little bit of, of extra income that I could spend on on ammo mostly and and buying pistols um I just tried out all kinds of different stuff I just did to try different pistols revolvers and just all kind of different stuff I just wanted to, I wanted to shoot them all <laughs> just to see what, the, what they were like and um, just really started enjoying it and got more interested in, in looking to see, you know, what else there was besides just lane shooting, um, you know, at a static target and and got into um, shooting in, you know, in your area in Augusta, Georgia and um, in Aiken. Actually, I started at the I think my first match was at the gun rack at the indoor range that, that, that was open for a few years there in Aiken, South Carolina. And um, just kind of still, you know, enjoy it to this day, but fell in love with it then and uh, have, haven't stopped, haven't put down the, the pistol yet. That's right. So how did you come to work at MPA? Oh, so, well, you guys were very um, significant in that happening. You, um, uh, Phil Cashin, you guys had on from MPA, the owner of MPA, and uh, apparently he needed some help with his uh, double stack 1911 line that he just picked up. And um, you guys threw out my name and we, we got together at uh, USPSA Nationals last year and, um, you know, spoke back and forth for, for a few months until we were able to work something out. And now I'm at MPA in Georgia, um, working as the uh, product line manager for the Double Stack 1911 series for uh, Masterpiece Arms. 
That's awesome. I remember when all those talks were going back and forth, you know, we were like, yeah, he's a great guy. He's shot a, um, he has shot the gap grind before, but you know, he's really yeah. good pistol and yeah, it's like a match made in heaven. Oh, uh, it really was. And, um, it was, it was perfect timing for me too. It was, it, I needed a change from, from what I was doing. I spent the last 15 years, um, my, my whole background in, I started, uh, you know, machining and metalworking stuff when I was in high school and, um, you know, went to college for it a couple different times and, and got more into to the computer programming side of, of machining and, um, that sort of thing. And I, you know, I've been doing it forever and um, I needed a little bit of a change from, from my, my current employer or my previous employer then. And um, it was perfect timing and um, very thankful you guys uh, thought of me in, in that moment. And, you know, we were able to work something out. I'm very excited to, to be where I am now. So we first met you shooting uh, pistol matches and, you know, you came out and, and you were pretty good. You were okay, you know, and then like the, next month, the first time we met him, the next month he came out and like markedly improved. And then the next <laughs> month he came out and even more improved. And we were like, dang, dude. And then you brought your son and he spanked us at Steel Champions. And I'm like... <laughs> This is just not fair. Uh, no, but you have really done well for yourself in the pistol game um, and just kind of worked at it. And actually, you got all the way up to Grandmaster, which is amazing. Um, so how, tell us a little bit about your journey to Grandmaster and how uh, you, what you did to work and to get there. You just have to buy the best gear, right? And then upgrade it a lot. And then you that's it. That's what I tell everybody. It's like, you didn't spend enough on your firearm. If you're not there yet, you need to go spend more money on your gun. <laughs> I like telling people that, but that's totally not, not the case at all. You need, you need a decent firearm for sure, but it, you know, it's, it's not about the gun. It, it's, I started just, um, apparently I, I thought it was just kind of a normal thing because I was interested in improving competitive shooting and it seemed to me like you look at where you're lacking where your skills are lacking and you go work on those things where you're lacking to make improvements and, and that was just a normal thing for me I would always go to a match and I would try to pick like one or two things that I struggled on at that match um you know whatever just I, I tried to keep it simple if it was long distance targets or um, partial targets or just one or two little things like that. That would be something that I would, I would come back and I would work on and I would work on those until they became strengths of mine to where I was no longer concerned with the 25 yard target. Um, you know, I knew I was capable of, of, you know, at any, most of, most of everything we do in USPSA is within 25 yards. Occasionally you see some stuff further, but I knew at, you know, after that I was comfortable at 25 yard targets. And then I would go to the next match and look for something else. You know, after the match, I'd kind of reflect on, on how the match went and I'd look for something else I needed to work on. If we had a uh, strong hand or weak hand stage or something that kind of gave me trouble, I would go work on that. 
Um, I remember uh, there was a Georgia State championship, may have been, oh gosh, I don't know, three, maybe four years ago now. There, they had a bunch, I called it the uh, well-dressed match because there were so many tuxedo targets on, on that, in that match, they were on every single stage. And those are the ones where you have the, the black hard cover on either side of it. You have one little strip that's scoring target right down in the middle of it. That gave me so much trouble in that match. I hated those tuxedos after that match, but I came back home and I practiced on nothing but tuxedos. Now I don't even think about them anymore. It was, <laughs> it's just another target for me and I know exactly what I need to do with it. And that's kind of how I approached all the, all the basics. Um, you know, just, just looking at where I was struggling and focusing on making those, you know, weaknesses, strengths until I uh, didn't have many more weaknesses. And, um, you know, once you learn how to shoot, you know, you don't, you, you, basics, your fundamentals of shooting are always the same, no matter what you're doing. Um, you can, you, you know, you learn to, uh, you know, incorporate more movement and, uh, you know, some different stuff after the shooting becomes kind of second nature you don't have to really think about it anymore you can uh you can work on other stuff and did you do a lot of dry fire or live fire or both um both the first couple years especially when i picked up the open gun for the first time it was very new to me and i ammo was cheap then i, I was reloading ammo um then but i shot for two years, I shot 50,000 rounds a year. And um, that, it was a good bit of live fire and I, I can't do it now. I don't know that many people can do it now just because of the price of ammo, but I needed it then. Uh, I don't really need it now, but I was learning. I, mean, I was still, I was learning everything about shooting a pistol, but I was also learning a new platform. I was learning so much. I, I needed to shoot that much and it, and it really paid off and I'm glad I was able to do that. But I was also dry firing um, every morning as well. I just, um, that just kind of became my morning routine. I, I just made sure that I would, you know, get up a little bit earlier and before work every morning. I tried, I tried to do it in the afternoons when I got home but it was just inconsistent for me. Stuff would come up and um, I just, I just couldn't do it consistently enough in the afternoon. So I started, I, I would get up at three 30 in the morning and it was just what my schedule was. I, no. I had to be at work. At, it was no. early. I know. I'm, I'm I had to be at work at six. Somewhere um, but, there is a text from Jennifer to you at like three thirty in the morning that says, "Are you dry firing right now?" Oh, um, probably was. <laughs> that was we, just uh, my schedule and what worked out for me. When we were at Gap Grind in the in the big house. Oh, oh, I remember that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I, I may have been dry firing. Actually, I don't. Remember. I remember that now. I think you guys are staying on the same floor of the house and I was all the way over on the other side and <laughs> I think you guys did walk in on me click, click. prone position in the middle of the living room one time. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It's, it makes me comfortable to dry fire. I feel like I always need to dry fire. I don't know. Good. Dry fire is good. I mean, I see your dry fire targets behind you. I think it's very valuable. I, I, yeah, I bring them with, I'm in a hotel room. I've been in a hotel room since January, um, since I started at MPA. 
but yeah, these guys come with me everywhere. I'm not sure what the uh, the cleaning ladies think when they come in here and they're silhouette targets everywhere but <laughs> well, do you have like ammo and guns in there for them to be like well i have a belt there's no there's, there's no live ammo in here and i do i take my guns with me though Dude, they're totally talking about you <laughs> probably but they leave. people are like how about that dude in 222 down the hall like something's wrong with him <laughs> you think he's gonna probably. be the next unabomber <laughs> They leave me alone, though. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> They're all like, man, don't go in that room. <laughs> That's why I was really surprised when someone came knocking on my door right before we started recording. I said, that is very unusual. <laughs> that is hilarious. They, they must not know me. <laughs> yeah, if anybody knows of a house for sale near MPA that uh, will wait for David. I don't know if anybody knows anything about the housing market right now, but it's really hard to buy a house. So. Yes, please get in touch with me. I put a bid on a couple of houses now, and I don't have a big sack full of cash to give you. I do have a loan from the bank I can offer you, um, but I've lost a couple of houses to just cash offers. So if you're willing to accept the money from a bank, let me know, and I'll be happy to come check it out. So, so you said at the time you were loading. Are, are you still reloading? Oh yeah, I still am. It, you um, that in the hotel with you? No, I didn't bring the the press with me. I've um, I've seen ammo loaded in hotel rooms, before, <laughs> so I just had to ask. <laughs> Hold so, on, oh, gosh. We uh, we've we've said this DS line of pistols, and we know that it's kind of new. Um, MPA yeah. originally, for those of you that don't know, got their start in pistols kind of doing uh some more tactical looking pistols and then you know they kind of did most of their growth building their bolt action line and their chassis that are the most winning chassis in the prs um and nrl um they just have an awesome group of shooters shooting for team mpa this year um but how did this line come to be it's just all of a sudden one day it showed up it was like i got a pistol yeah i think maybe that's how it happened i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, there was a um, there was an opportunity with uh, the the guys that were running uh, CK Arms and or Freedom Gunworks at the time. Um, they they were looking to do something else, and um, Phil got wind of it and was able to to kind of purchase the the facility and equipment and kind of bring that that product line into MPA. So there's there's no relation with with CK Arms or or Freedom Gunworks anymore. There seems to be a, a, that kind of idea still going around. Um, that the guys from from those older companies, um, but there is no relation whatsoever um, with, with anyone that was there um, with CK Arms or Freedom Freedom Gunworks. Um, this is entirely different. We've we've moved all the uh, manufacturing to a different facility, completely different facility. We moved from Camilla, Georgia, up to Comer, Georgia. Um, brought me in as the, the you know the product line manager. We brought in a, um, a couple other new guys working on working on the guns here. And I've gone through just about every single part 
in the in this double stack 1911 and made updates where necessary and and the guns leaving the shop now are entirely different guns um than than they were uh a year ago or or, or more you know before when they were were tied to the the other guys i still want one <laughs> you were so close have you been dry firing at your cornhole boards i know they had a cornhole um competition and i got drawn to go up and do it but i'm terrible at cornhole terrible my um armor that works directly beside me on the bench with me on the on the gunsmithing bench bench i'm sorry let's edit that out <laughs> <laughs> um Jordan, he is a um, like semi-professional cornholer. I don't know if that's a term. I just I like picking on him a little bit for that. But, <laughs> but he he told me last last weekend or weekend before they had like a fundraiser at the church and they were had a cornhole tournament or something. And he went to the church and took everybody's money at the church. <laughs> See, if you need to tell him if he really wants to win money at cornhole or just win awesome things at cornhole, he needs to come to some PRS matches. You know, okay. We were in, what, what was it, Alabama? And we walk in and Phil has this shiny new pistol sitting there and he's like, yeah, there's going to be a cornhole tournament to take that home. We're like... <laughs> and then... Uh, at AG Cup, you know, of course, you know, the $75,000 cash for winning the shooting match wasn't enough. So <laughs> one night, um, John Kyle from, from Foundation and Tate Streeter from Impact got together and like, let's have a cornhole tournament, $1,000 for the winning team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there were guys getting more serious about cornhole than shooting that night. <laughs> they would put the guns back in the truck and <laughs> yeah, cornhole time. I don't know. I had so much fun with that though. It was that was, it good was. That, that was a that was that's a cool. Fun night. I uh, the reason why I shoot that like my my hobbies involve either a trigger or an engine because if it involves throwing, catching, or being even remotely coordinated, I'm I'm out. So I no. spectated <laughs> that and watched the band. But I've been throwing axes a little bit lately. Um, sounds dangerous. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That sounds fun. <laughs> I really want to learn how to do that, and I'm terrible at it. But it involves drinking, also. I think that's maybe why I enjoy it so much. But drinking and throwing axes. Yeah, you can't. I drink don't know. Two guns, so. No, that's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, not a good idea. So. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't win the cornhole, so I didn't get the gun. But I've always wanted a 2011 because they're just amazing guns. I love the platform. But what sets this 2011 above all the rest? So ours, I think, is going to be, I think it's going to really feel kind of a, a void that was, was left when um, STI kind of uh, disappeared from the competition world. And um, they, were, they were, you know, somewhat of a more affordable uh, 2011 option they're still pricey 2011s are pricey no matter what just you know just by nature and, and the amount of labor and parts that go with them but it's not a full custom gun it's not like a art project you know where you're where you're doing all this laser engraving you're gonna you know be coughing up 10 grand for a for a pistol it's a 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a mid-range um, price, price point, but I, we're still trying to provide you a really high quality um, firearm for a decent price where, you, you know, most people that are interested in 2011 firearms can, can get into it, you know, fairly easily. Um, we're, we've got a uh, pretty cool platform right now that the DS9 hybrid has a um, optic uh, ready uh, slide with um, different optic plates that are available. You can, you can also, it has an iron, iron sided plate also, um, different height front sights are easily interchangeable. So it's, it's, it's really kind of a universal uh, nine millimeter um, 2011 platform, double stack 1911. We're not allowed to call them 2011s, but um, STI took that from us. But that is where the DS, DS line comes from, whatever. It's a double, double stack 1911. <laughs> but um, that's a, you know, it's a full, full size five inch uh, barreled gun there. Um, all steel sliding frame. Um, most of them right now have aluminum grips, which is a little bit, uh, oh, actually a lot better than, you know, kind of our, our direct competition with, with uh, Staccato. They're all coming with a plastic grip, and which I just think. grippy, grippy. Um, like you're not going to drop that gun. With, with we've got, gun. we've got three different uh, grip textures now that we're working on. Um, We've also got a commander, which I'm kind of excited about. We're doing a couple of little modifications to the commander grip since I got there to allow for a flush fit magazine to make it um, a lot more easily concealable, um, like a carry gun and um, a little bit of a, a less aggressive textured grip there. So you can carry it and it doesn't tear your skin up while you're carrying it. But um, um, Travis Tomasi just got a recently updated um 40 caliber you know full uspsa limited gun um his signature series we made a lot of updates to that over the last couple months and um he seemed to be really excited about that when he got it he kept texting me um while he was practicing and i was actually practicing at the same time he was interrupting my practice with his text and all his emojis and thumbs up and smiley faces and <laughs> All that he was sending me. I was glad to hear that, that he was enjoying the gun though. So I'm working on building him another one now. So we have a backup. He's excited to, to shoot the 40. And we're going to have the uh, the 40 caliber um, Travis Tomasi signature edition available very soon. And um, we're working on a couple other guns as well, a couple other models. That's cool. Yeah. Got a lot. We got a lot going on. Yeah, did the uh, did the forty caliber start before you or when you were there? Because that's one of the first things. Looked like these. There's there's nothing nothing major. There's no major power factor. It um was attempted before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> it it uh, didn't work until I got there. <laughs> but um. We've got a, um, I've, I've, I've started an open gun. I've been working with uh, some, you know, open gun ideas, some different uh, slide cut stuff. And obviously you need a different frame and slide than, than you know, like a, stand, like a limited gun um, in, in either nine or 40. So I've been working on that. I've got a couple um, 
slides and frames that I'm going to work with. I'm going to start on this week, actually, and um, some threaded barrels. I designed a comp, a compensator uh, a couple weeks ago for um, testing a new open gun. So um, that'll that'll be in the R&D process for a little while, but but we'll have an official, you know, a proper USPSA open gun available as um, soon as I can prove everything out. Now, as soon as you'll be shooting. Yeah. Yep. I'll be shooting it. <laughs> That's something that you didn't need to tell the two of us. Like we we knew that that was one of the first things you were gonna do. I was like, oh, of course. They, they they will make that. I, there's there's I've seen a good many people asking about it, and and it is definitely coming. It's just it was not the top priority when I first started in January I had you know there was a lot of other stuff I had to figure out first mm -hmm. you, you um, gotta build a solid base and get all the fundamentals yeah. down and yeah we we had to we had to do a lot of updates but just with our small parts and and I'm I'm trying to get a lot of you know a lot every it seemed like almost every week I was there I would I would find something else another area that that needed a little bit of improvement a little bit of updating tweaking here and there or something we needed to work on I would address that we'd get that straightened out and then the next week I'd, I'd find something else and I, I wasn't really looking for anything but it was just I was hoping that we could just start building guns but it, it just didn't work that way we just had a lot of stuff to go through with with the move and and, um, you know, being in a new facility and bringing in equipment and everything and uh, trying to get all that stuff straightened out. We're, we're pretty well there now. We just brought in a new machine to make some more um, some more parts for, for the DS line. So we're going to get that up and running soon. And uh, we'll start pumping out some more guns. Very cool. Um, so we're about at the midpoint of the show. Remember, if you're watching us live on Facebook, ask any questions you have in the comment section of the video. We'll ask them to Dave live on air. Um, other ways to catch us, um, you can always check back to the TSM Facebook page. The video will stay up here forever. So if you know, you're know you getting tired or you get distracted or whatever, you can come back and catch us again tomorrow. Um, we will be live on all podcast platforms. Normally I do it after work tomorrow, but we are heading to Missouri tomorrow at 7 a.m for the Vortex Team Sniper Challenge. So on that note, make sure to stay tuned to all of the, uh, to the TSM Facebook throughout the weekend for awesome videos and lives and stuff like that we do from there. Um, and eventually everything ends up on the TSM YouTube page. So if you want to look back on some stuff from the past, um, that's a good place to go do that. Um, so anyway, we've kind of started talking about this for the, the future of what you guys have coming for the, the DS series pistols um we're gonna ask if we see one coming an open gun coming so yeah yeah we, we, we kind of did um of course yeah we got we have the open gun that's I, i'm really kind of blessed again with with this situation that that you guys helped me get into with mpa um i have so much support from from phil the owner and for and just from the guys there the machinists and the other guys helping me I'm able to have a lot of stuff going on at one time, which I'm not accustomed to. I'm, I'm, I'm used to having to do everything myself. And, you know, the last 15 years or so I've spent, you know, in the machine shop doing, you know, machine programming, coming up with ideas, design, modeling, programming, proving it out on the machines, running the first parts, you know, tweaking stuff around if it needs to be, you know, on the machine until we get a proven part. 
and which takes forever trying to do it by myself. And I, I have support from other guys in the shop now. And it's just amazing that I'm able to accomplish so much so quickly. I feel like we've really done a lot in the first three months. We've, I feel like we just about uh, cleaned up everything with the, with the DS9 hybrid. We've got the, the DS40 going. I'm starting on the, the DS open gun. We've got the commander uh, modifications in process. Um, there's talk of a 10 millimeter that we're Ooh. kind of tossing around ideas with. That's maybe something there. <laughs> yeah, it is a whole millimeter better. <laughs> Um, there, um, we've got a lot of stuff going on at one time and it, it's really cool that, um, I, I totally couldn't do this all by myself. Uh, it's so refreshing to have support from some, such a good group of guys and, and gals at the shop. And, um, I'm, I'm excited about, um, you know, what, what we have going on and what, what's going forward. Once we get everything kind of smoothed out, I'm, you know, to give me more time to work on, you know, new designs for new things and, um. Uh, you know, keep coming up with new stuff. We're gonna we're gonna keep adding things to the to the DS line and keep improving them. You know, when things are already already there, um, we're gonna have a lot of good stuff going. On. I'm excited about it. That's awesome. I think it's cool to see it. So you've done. You're obviously a good pistol shooter. I mean, you're a grandmaster, so everybody knows you're good at pistol. But you've also dabbled yeah. a little bit in long range. I mean, we had a good time. You were my partner at the Gap Grind two years yeah. ago. That was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, that was fun. We went to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. That was great. That is my um, favorite match ever. It, it was, was fun. fun. We had a good time. I, Go I like I the, the PRS style shooting. I do enjoy it. Um, we, I get to look at our awesome chassis, the awesome MPA chassis every time I go back to uh, take to shipping to get a gun ready to go, a pistol ready to go. There's a big rack of rifles, just like the length of the wall. There's rifles stacked up in there. I just want to pick every one of them up. But <laughs> <laughs> they, um, His new Matrix is sweet, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're, it's really cool. I get to see all the new stuff that's getting designed for it, too. So. <laughs> That's we got a new 3D insider knowledge. We got a new 3D printer in uh, this week, actually. And uh, there's some really, it, I, I don't, I don't know that much about 3D printing, but the, the parts coming off this machine look really clean and smooth. Um, I don't know a lot better than any 3D printing that I'm, I've been familiar with before. But um, so I'm sure there'll be some new stuff coming up um, for the Matrix chassis and. And, and the bolt gun stuff. 3D printing is awesome. You know how like you're like, oh yeah, this is great. I have a whole team to do this and I draw it up and add and send it off to them. You just hit control P. <laughs> and it starts doing its thing. It starts doing it. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but it looks cool. <laughs> but I would I'd like to do some some precision rifle stuff. I would. I I I want to keep going with the pistols. I feel like I need to focus on that because of um, I, I'm really, I think I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in a unique situation to where I'm, I'm working on these guns and I'm, I'm designing some of this stuff and I'm able to go test 
the the immediate product and give myself feedback on on, on what I'm doing in, in in the shop and I'm really able to um, to see some things that we have a test booth you know where where we test fire every gun before they leave the shop but I'm shooting it like three yards into a bullet catcher. So it's <laughs> there's some stuff I just can't really see there until I take the gun out of the field and you know actually run it through a stage and, and, and see see how it performs. And um I've been able to do that. I've been shooting our DS9 hybrid um with a red dot on there for the last month or so. And um it's been great for me. I've enjoyed shooting it. Um, but it's been great feedback. Um, you know, I'm able to bring that back to the shop and and to our guns and, and, and you know, make any tweaks or adjustments that I, from what, where I'm learning and, you know, out in the field shooting the gun and bringing it back. And um, I think it's pretty unique. I don't, I don't know that many people are, are doing that. I'm sure there are, but it's really helped me to be able to, to take these out, shoot the guns at a high level and then bring them back to the shop and, and see where, you know, where the improvements need to go. I think that's great. I mean, if it can cycle as fast as you can pull the trigger, it's going to be good. So. <laughs> So if no one's ever seen David shoot, that's a, um, that's a feat for the gun to be able to cycle and keep up with him. Well, thank you. That is it has true. to cycle quickly. <laughs> Pretty quick. Pretty I quick. was uh, running my NRL 22 match on the other side of the berms. And there, there was a couple of times I've looked over, um, who was there? Mike Bell and uh, Pets were over there. Who knew who you were? I was like, bet you David just shot. <laughs> you just heard a cadence twice as fast as everybody else that's ran before <laughs> the open gun runs pretty quick but um it took me the the, the ds9 hybrid is not a comp gun so it, i have to run it a little bit slower but i still try i don't know still i'm used to that that trigger pull so the yeah. quick quick splits there but we're gonna get the open gun going soon i'm excited about that so what do you think the difference is between the two sports? I mean, you've done both because you've done some NRL 22 with us. You've yeah. shot, um, uh, what was the one out in Jackson? Um, Jarrett. Yes, that was an awesome Jarrett, match. Didn't you yeah, the that? Jarrett Rifles match. That was cool. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. So <laughs> you've done um, more than one PRS style match. So yeah. like, what do you think the difference I mean, I know one's a pistol, one's a rifle, but I mean, kind of more, yeah. you know, on a greater scale, what's the difference between the two sports mindset kind of thing? Mindset, I would say is, is kind of fairly similar. Um, there's a lot more movement in, in the, the pistol sports. Um, but as far as mindset goes, I mean, you, or even in the movement, you, you're not, Typically, you're not running from location to location with a with a PRS rifle in your hand like you would be a pistol. But you you still have to be very efficient and clean with your movement and, and getting in and out of positions with a rifle, um, and, and getting you know established behind the stock quickly and behind behind your um, your glass quickly, um, and that you know comes with your reps in the in the dry fire and the mindset I think is, is pretty similar. Um, you, you have to, you know, be there with the gun and, and, you know, confident in your trigger pull every time, 
you know, you're there um, behind a pistol or a rifle. I, mindset, I think, is pretty similar. And it, you know, I've done some other shooting sports too. Um, not a whole lot. Pistols obviously been my focus, but um, you have to. I don't know. Mindset might be kind of similar for most of them. I would think. They are kind of the same. I know your mindset. Your mindset is win. <laughs> it's um it it becomes a, a it's it's been interesting like working working up toward in in the the master level and gm level of uspsa and it becomes much more uh mentally demanding um i, I think once you get once you get kind of at like a high a class level or master level you don't have to worry about shooting anymore. You, you know how to shoot. You know everything you need to do fundamental-wise. Um, you, you're a very accomplished shooter at that point. I think the majority of what it takes to, to, to move up to that level, to the, you know, the, the top level is, is mindset, is your, your mental game there. And it's tough. It's tough to do because it's not something you can – you can really just decide to do on demand. It just doesn't really, your, your mind just doesn't work that way. <laughs> you can't just tell yourself to think about nothing and just shoot. You can't think about nothing. But somehow you have to be able to prepare your, your, your body and your mind to think about nothing. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, I'm not explaining it very well, but it's um it's it's a mental game at, at the, the the higher levels for sure. I always wonder how you think as fast as you do because you do shoot so fast that it blows my mind when I shoot with you. Um, and I'm always like, how does he think through? Like I know when I shoot pistol, what I you know, there's the target, line up the sights, don't disturb the sights, or pull the trigger. Like I guess it's muscle memory for you, but I always think like, how does he think that and see as, you know, call his shots that fast and move. Um, it's just, I don't know, it blows my mind. Well, it's really not thinking. It's, it's visual. It's all visual input. Um, I mean, your, your brain can process visual input very quickly, but it has to become so second nature and, and subconscious to where you don't think about it. If you have to think about it, then you're gonna to be too slow. So you have to have the reps in there and the confidence to watch your sights, be able to call your shots and know where your shots are going and know if you need a, you know, a makeup shot here or there or wherever, you know, know what your gun is doing subconsciously. Um, you can't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think. So it's what well, that's that's the challenge. That's that's the game at the, at the the high level there. It's um you you do the you do the thing without thinking about it. <laughs> See, for me, I got to kind of pre-program myself before when I'm shooting USPSA, and I, this is totally not the right way to do it. If you want to shoot as good as David, just don't listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I I kind of do it like kind of like if you go back to like ballet class one and two and three and it's literally one two three four five six reload or what whatever um 
but I'm not as fast at the the corrections. I may shoot through an entire target array and be moving on to the next one and be like, oh, I mic'd one of those back over here for two more. Only needed one more, but okay. How many rounds are left in my mag? Uh, might as well reload now just in case. <laughs> See, you're um, thinking about it. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> you're thinking about and, and it, so you're too so slow. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I get all hits or if I'm shooting steel, it goes without thinking. Because when I'm shooting steel, it's one ping, two ping, three ping. And if I hear one, no ping, then it's pull the trigger again. And that that just happens. Like I'm, I'm better at shooting steel besides for the fact that I miss them a lot. But mentally, I'm better <laughs> at shooting steel. Steel's a lot of fun. You get some sort of feedback from steel, whether it falls or you some audible feedback. It's a lot more fun than just shooting a whole piece of paper. That is honestly one of the things that got me addicted to competitive shooting is it goes ting when you shoot it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I shot still, I was like, this is this is so much better than those paper targets. Yeah. I like it. I like both of them. I'll shoot whatever. <laughs> I like pulling the trigger. David's like, I'll do it all. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's see. So here, here's what here, here's the plan. I got a plan for you. So what you do, you, I, know, I know Phil's watching. You get your boss man, and you guys sign up for a Vortex Team Sniper Challenge match. Okay. And then this way, you guys can do some cross-pollinating, you know, work together as a team to engage pistol and rifle targets. And, you know, you borrow one of those real nice, you know, competition rifles and one of those sweet new Matrix Pro chassis. Yeah, and then you know you're like here. Here's the new and improved DS series, and you guys go out there and you know you it could be a product development weekend. I like it. So Phil could show me how to shoot a rifle, and I could show him how to shoot a pistol. There we go. It'd be great. That could actually so, be very entertaining. I, I, I honestly, <laughs> you know, we're we're gonna be there filming, and we might just follow the two of you around the whole time. <laughs> well, so you guys get a. I'd like to get packed. We're leaving at seven a.m. Okay, uh, I'm already packed actually because I live in the hotel room. So I'll see you there. <laughs> cool. Hopefully, well, hopefully we meet on the highway on the way there. All right. So I'll meet you on the highway. <laughs> what? Here's our uh, question number nine. Uh, this was I like this one. <laughs> what makes you the best road trip caravan partner ever? I will not let a caravan partner go thirsty along the along the drive <laughs> that is that is the truth this is, this is on the way to gap grind when the the mean lady driving wouldn't let me get a water out of the back of the car so i texted my friends and said she's being mean and won't let me get water <laughs> greg was thirsty <laughs> we were not pulling over 30 minutes after leaving augusta to get 35 when minutes. you already had a water bottle it's empty <laughs> and i was thirsty who got that picture? Ryan. Ryan took Ryan picture. did. Okay. Because we are caravanning. See, that's, <laughs> that's teammate in between me and Miami already, and we hadn't even made it to the match. He was behind me, and when we stopped at where, – where did we stop at? Whataburger? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And I'm like, please tell me you got a picture of that, because he was right behind us, and he did. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a good weekend. It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's teamwork. Stuck up next to us, because – I guess he texted him and said he was thirsty and I wouldn't let him pull over. 
So David pulls up next to him and is holding the water bottle up like this and then holds it out the window. Yeah, that's how that shenanigan <laughs> happened. And we were probably saved, doing 80. Probably. I saved Greg's life that weekend. I could have died of dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm happy I could help out. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you guys helped me make it through my uh, first PRS match. So I appreciate it. You, you did really well, though. You shot well. I think I hit more than I missed, I believe. You did. And that makes, first one and... that makes me happy. Bill <laughs> <Yep. laughs> said that looks highly illegal. No, perfectly fine. <laughs> I didn't cross the middle line here. He, he said that behavior is frowned upon by MPA management. <laughs> he's he he st he kept it between the mustard and the mayonnaise. He did good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I was not. I was like, I am not slowing down, and I'm not getting any closer to that line. Wait a second. I think last time I passed Phil on the highway, he had like a foot out the window or something. A foot out the window. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like out the window or up on the dash or something i'm like hey there's, I'm pretty sure there's pictures of that <laughs> on facebook i'm pretty sure there's pictures of that yeah that's not very safe either phil yeah phil <laughs> see got my guys backing me up here <laughs> <laughs> that's right we've known david a long time <laughs> very cool we go way back. Are there any lives? I was trying to look and see. There, we've, we've got all the lives. Okay. All right. Very cool. So are you going to shoot any PRS matches this year? I don't have any plans right at the moment. I'd like to. I like to shoot a couple of them a year. Bill, um, you need to fix that. Yeah. my um, I don't have an MPA gun to shoot. I'm not sure what to do about that. Hmm. <laughs> you knew someone <laughs> i'd like to i don't have any plans at the moment this year um i really wanted to shoot um last year kind of i got so messed up with with work and, and all the crazy overtime that was demanded over the entire year my shooting really kind of fell behind and i, I wanted to kind of pick that back up this year that was one of the reasons um you know, for my employment change and one of the things that brought me to MPA. And I'm almost there. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm struggling to try to find a house to buy. So I'm still kind of back and forth. Um, things are still a little bit hectic right now, but I can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so I'm hoping that um, toward the end of the year here, um, maybe toward the fall, I can start getting a little more serious with, with my shooting and, and, you know, things kind of calm down and I can get some sort of a, um, something kind of stable and get a routine going um, again. Um, I want to shoot everything. So um, PRS and USPSA and we're working on, I'm actually going to look into a, I think we have a gun. I think there were some, rule changes with IDPA recently. I'm not super familiar with the rule set there, but I think there were some rule changes that 
made one of our guns fit into their one of their division categories or or very near as far as like a weight weight limit and size goes i'm going to double check it um on that tomorrow actually and um maybe even dabble in a little bit of idpa if we have a gun that that's um you know, fits into one of those categories there, um, we can start offering the, the IDPA gun, you know, ready to go out of the box. Looks so, so are you going to go shoot that. some IDPA? I'd like to maybe try it out. I was talking to Travis. A I don't have a vest, but um, I, I don't know. I'm sure I could borrow a fishing vest from somebody. <laughs> There's a lot of fishermen around here, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> but Travis and I were talking about it. We might go shoot an IDPA match at some point. I don't know. I don't really know how the game works, but I'll probably it's, it's, it's always good to have some experience with, you know, every aspect of what your pistol might be used for. So Yeah, I, I want to learn more about it. We're getting a lot of customers calling and asking about weight. They want to know what, what our gun weighs, what the magazine weighs. I don't know. <laughs> I did actually go weigh the guns the other day, but they weren't in the, the setup. I think they need to be for IDPA. So I don't know if I'm giving them the exact weight that they need, but we got some of the boxes, the, I guess like regulation boxes that the guns are supposed to fit in. Um, we got those in, in today actually. And uh, I'm going to go check the guns out tomorrow. I'm going to weigh everything. I'm going to get dimensions of everything and I'm going to let you guys know if they're <laughs> what they are. So if they, if they fit your division and your sport, then, then you'll know about it because I, I'm not hundred percent clear on it, all the rules yet, but I think it'd be cool if we have a IDPA gun ready to go. Um, you just order it and go shoot. That would be awesome. Especially if it was easy as like, if I go over here to the, the DS series lineup and like, Oh, IDPA legal version. Yeah. Add to cart by now. Yeah, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure we could do that. I think we're really close already. I just need to, you know, fine tune a couple little things as far as the weight goes. I think there may be a magwell change or just something very minor little things that, that we need to just solidify and, um, you know, make sure we're within the, the rule set there. But we should have something coming up very soon. Man, that's almost is like one of those easy, like random double majors in college where it's like, if I take two more classes, I get a whole nother degree. Yeah. You just buy this one and you, you, <laughs> we'll have an IDPA gun and a USPSA gun. That'll be sweet. Yeah, that would be cool. You'll have to dabble in both then. You have to, I'd like to try it. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to try it. Travis has actually been um, researching the rules a lot more. Um, he's been trying to help me out with the rule stuff. So maybe he knows how to, the game works. I, I don't know. He can tell me how to shoot it. <laughs> That'd be fun. I think Greg has a video. You got a video? Mm-hmm. Let's see the video. I'll make sure I do this right. I think it might be, we'll let you narrate it. Masterpiece Arm. Oh, this is my first match with the uh, DS9 hybrid. 
Yeah, they should have told you we were going to play that so you were prepared. I had to re-zero my dog. <laughs> I zeroed it for different ammo than I shot at the match. I know this is an excuse, but it wasn't. <laughs> pro shooters, pro shooters. <laughs> Yeah, there's the tuxedos. <laughs> so see, he's back. So that that gun of probably close to the 800 round mark now, um, without any issues, um, I go shoot it and I bring it back to the shop and tear it apart and check everything out, you know, just to get some some feedback on, on how it's going. No issues with it yet. Um, pretty happy with it. 800 rounds. Travis has got probably close to 500 on his new um, DS40 he got Friday. Um, no issues there, no feeding issues or anything like that. So I feel like we're, we're really making, you know, some good steps forward um, with what we've been doing. We're gonna continue to do it, continue to add, uh, you know, new models and hopefully everybody will get their hands on a MPA DS gun in the future. That's awesome. You're making me wanna go shoot a pistol match now. Oh, I know. You should. Honestly, terrible. We, we made it out to one in like what, December? November? I don't remember. Shot, shot one late last year, but yeah, I was sitting there shooting my my NRL 22 match. And I was like, I hope they run long. Maybe I can go shoot a stage if, if they're done. But by the time I was finishing up, everybody else, I saw everybody driving out. I was like, no, oh, I guess they're all gone now. Yeah, I did. I was like, proud of myself at Mammoth. I hit my pistol target. I did pretty good with pistol, actually. I did better than I thought I was going to do. So, you still you shooting irons? Uh -huh. Yeah. I've never had a dot. It would take me a long time to get used to a dot because I'm so used to looking at that front sight. It just yeah, it drives me crazy. You have to like retrain your eyes and um. Oh. I It'd be a good time to do it, I guess, because I haven't been shooting much. But I did when I first switched over to dot. I really it took me about three months before I was before I really saw the benefit of a red dot over iron sights. And then after that three months, I haven't looked back yet. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely different. It it takes some some effort and some some definite training.
to to get there but but it's a lot of fun once you get there we go to shot show and they have all the pistols out there with dots on them and i'm like i'm like oh like I wasn't looking. where's the front sight like, waving around oh. in front of them. <laughs> that's fun. you can always tell the, the people at the match that don't dry fire them and they draw the gun in there waving it around in front of their face can't find it like, you need the drop <laughs> I have one pistol with a dot on it that I put on probably four years ago and have maybe shot a couple hundred rounds through and I still struggle every time I get behind it because I'm just so used to the iron sights but also like I yeah. flashback to that uh, 125 yard shot on a 66% Ipsic across the lake people are like what was your holdover? Was like my front dock covered the entire shore of the of the lake. I don't know. Oh, I think you texted me after that match or something. I, I remember I we went to practice one time and you had that big flared out fiber on your front sight where you couldn't even see anything but a like giant fiber on the front. <laughs> the target's right there. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, it, it it's nice because I, I don't have the best vision. That's why that's why I wear these Hunter's HD Gold. It Hunter's HD Gold far away, very 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 well, and it increases the contrast so good. But so oh man, they're great. Do you use the um, do you use the the gold? Have you tried have you tried the rubies at all for so any I of the want, stuff that you do? I want to try the rubies just just because. Um, However, I've been procrastinating for the past like eight months to go to the eye doctor. I don't want to buy. I know that I've gone more blind. There's like, I know that when I go there, like, wow, you got, you got work. Cause I can't see nothing. But um, once I get my new prescription, I'm going to see about getting a set of rubies too, just so this way I can compare and see which one I like better. Yeah. I, I haven't tried to shoot with them. I've looked through them. <clears throat> I was just curious if you'd tried them with the with the PRS stuff and what you thought about it. But I really like the gold for yeah, what I, I do. With. It's one of those things that's like he has something new, so I want to try it. But the the golds are just so freaking good. Yeah. That it's going to be hard to really contend with. Them. I think it would be when I was looking through them. I mean, what what he designed them for was shotgunning stuff where you're where you're looking up at the sky. And the contrast of the the blue sky and the green trees and stuff, it looks really great. It really brings out a lot of clarity when you're looking up in the sky. We don't do a whole lot of that with, with our shooting sports, but I could see how they would really be beneficial for shotgunners. Yeah, and it, it just I, I just want to learn more and I want to see what it, I want to experience it. So I might pick up. A they're, it, they're pretty cool. Um, they def they definitely bring out some different contrast. Rob wants to know which red dot you're running. I run the Seymour uh, RTS2 10 MOA. People, a lot of people think the 10, 10 MOA, when I say that, they get 10, that's so huge. I don't really, it's, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't run it. If, no, I mean, you know, we're shooting. I, I practice a lot on 50 yard. Uh, Six, six, I, I've got the, the range where I go practice Savannah River Rifle Club, Rifle and Pistol Club. They keep steel set up out there at 50 yards. I practice on that a lot. It's a six-inch square plate at 50 yards. I, I mean, I can draw and hit that um, with the 10 MOA dot without any 
trouble. Um, that is the most demanding shot that I will ever need to do, you know, with that pistol and what I do with it. And I don't run it at full intensity unless I'm in, you know, like almost looking directly at the sun, maybe at a, you know, a, the first stage of a, um, you know, an early match one morning or something. If it's just the sun's coming over the burn and I'm aiming my gun directly at it, I might turn it up to full intensity. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm off a couple levels from, from the max intensity and it, it, it leaves me, a, you know, a really nice clean round dot and um, I've, I've really enjoyed that that bigger dot and it's still smaller than my fiber <laughs> probably it's still <laughs> you still have that same fiber in there <laughs> probably with with how much i've shot since since then it's probably the same fiber in there i hear that steamore has got a new micro red dot um releasing soon i don't know much about it um excited about it i think it's got a little bit bigger window um so i'm looking forward to that one i'm gonna be trying that as soon as it's released i bought a gun that i want to put a dot on i just gotta get the site known i i bought the gun by accident um i was at a gun show looking for I forgot what i was looking for but i was looking for something long range related that's like maybe i could find this and i always like to go to gun shows just you know it's a there's always the entertainment factor and, you know, you can kind of play yeah. the, the gun show bingo game, you know, find the, find the 900 confirmed killed sniper, find the Nazi guy, find the, the guy selling hair ties, whatever. Um, <laughs> the I, hair tie guy. <laughs> I, I accidentally bought a, uh, a Glock 2024, 20, the super long slide 40. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what that one was. Long slide 40. Okay. You know, it's like the 17 out, but it's a 40 cal because I paid like $320 for it. Okay. I was hoping you didn't pay much for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I could have, I could have literally went home and doubled my money, but it's been sitting in the safe with, and eventually I'm going to mill the, the slide for that just because I'm too poor to buy a fancy DS series, but, and I shoot pistols, like not a whole lot, but. I want to play with that and you got a 10 inch long block you need to shoot that <laughs> <laughs> it's only six but, uh, well, Are there cool. any more lives? no we're good on lives so what are your big goals for this year david now that you like you've made grandmaster yeah what next so that was um that I just made that a goal of mine, like the end of last year. It was always something that I wanted to do, but it was never really a goal. Um, I was really more focused about kind of match performance. And people kept giving me a hard time because I was beating them. They were they were already, um, you know, classified GM and open and I was beating them classified as an M. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I wasn't not on purpose. It was just not a goal I had. It was I was shooting a match. I was, you know, trying to do well at this match. You know, I didn't really care about the classification. So I made it a goal of mine and I did it in like uh 
like the I want to say January, like the or December. Like I expected to have to put a little bit more um, time into it, but <laughs> so I, maybe I should have set my goals a little higher. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to find a house. That's a big goal of mine right That's now. That's your but... goal. You just want a place <laughs> to live. I mean. <laughs> I would like a place to live. <laughs> um, but that'll happen. I mean, you know, th that'll come. But I I'd really like to 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 get us a, a MPA open gun and get some time behind it and start start really competing with it and um and see how far I can I can go with that and um you know see what I can learn from it and, and push some more um with that gun and, and maybe bring some more innovation to a you know, to open gun and, and make some changes along the way. Um, get get things stable to where I can start actually, you know, shooting more and, and being more consistent with it. The last couple of years have been been tough. I know it's been tough for everybody. Um, Ammo-wise, it's been hard to come by. Just me in particular, my, my work schedule has been crazy. I know a lot of other people have had, you know, tough things going on. But hoping to get some stability and get some some normal again that's a good goal stability is always a good goal get yeah back to well so you'd be good we'll see i made a lot of changes this year i i uh i quit a job that i've been at for the last probably close to 15 years i moved to a different state in a part of the state that I've never even been to before. I went to work for a company that I've never even stepped foot in the shop before. <laughs> it was a little little bit scary, but um, it was, I needed a change, you know, like I mentioned earlier. It, it's been great so far. I've been I'm very happy that uh, I've made the move. Very much looking forward to uh, what the rest of the year brings. Greg, you got a live that popped in? Yeah, Brian wants to know what are your thoughts on the differences in between the DS40 and the DS9? DS9 versus DS40. Well, they're they're kind of built for different divisions. Um, they're very similar. Um, they're both they're both five-inch guns, um, you know, full size, uh, double stack 1911s. The DS40 right now is mostly just tailored for the USPSA limited division. Uh, the DS9 is uh, being the hybrid version. You have the option of running a red dot on the back of it. Like in the, in the video that Greg showed, I was running the, uh, the red dot mounted to the back of it. You can run irons on it. It comes with an iron plate as a standard, but you can request um, you know, an optic plate if you wanted one. We have plates for majority of the of the you know popular optics out there. Um, they're very similar. Other other than that, you know, the, the caliber is different. The DS40, um, most of them are just you know set up iron sights only. They they don't have the the hybrid option. We may have some of the hybrids in the future. Um, DS9s are majority all hybrid options there so that's kind of the differences um just kind of depends on what you want to do with it the, the nine would be you know more associated for uh 
you know, like three gun, three gun shooting. Um, that's kind of a popular op open division gun in three gun is, uh, you know, a slide mounted optic. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, stuff, you know, where you still need a, a good Kydex holster with good retention. Um, I think we're going to be able to get one that's IDPA legal in nine millimeter. Um, I'm going to find out this week. I'm going to, you know, confirm all that stuff this week, like I said earlier. So just kind of depends on what you're, um, what you're looking to do with the gun. They're both, you know, very similar. Main thing is the caliber um, is the difference there. That's awesome. Thanks, Brian, for your question. Any more lives? We are good on lives. All right. I think we can wrap it up down to shout outs. We start with you usually, Greg. Go ahead. Yeah, we have uh, GSL suppressors, my favorite little pew husher. Uh, shooters and sharpshooters of Augusta. Probably all three of our favorite local ranges. Oh, but you're moving, so they're not your local ranges. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Still his local range at the moment. And and in his heart. Well, yes, always. In his heart. Um, always my local range. PDC Custom. Most beautiful rifle chassis known to man. This is my super awesome one of my 1022 back there. Uh, just got that from A&J Sporting Goods and Craig at PDC, so that's going to be a Fun little build I've started on back there. Uh, Shooters World Powder, available locally at uh, Shooters of Augusta. Dave, do you shoot any of that stuff? Yeah, I shoot the uh, Major Pistol. Nice. I shoot a bunch of precision rifles, some long rifle, and some 4350. I've used the I've used the precision rifle also in the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah, good success good. with it, too. I like it. Yeah, that's what I used it for as well as when I was shooting the 6.5. It worked awesome um where is that oh hunters h2 gold we already talked about them i'm super blind and they make me less blind um fix it sticks because i don't work in like a shop like david where i just have like every gunsmith tool known to man i have this cute little pouch that i can carry anywhere and has almost as many tools as dave has access to almost and uh Bortec because as i found out for two weekends in a row you're supposed to clean those things every once in a while. When they get super nasty, they don't work as good. Very good. David, do you got any shout outs? Yeah, just like Greg said, uh, sharpshooters of Augusta, shooters of Augusta, always great to, um, when I'm back in Augusta, I try to swing by there. And um, if you need anything gun-wise, go check them out. There's an outdoor range, indoor range. All kind of gun accessories, anything you need. They sell powder, reloading supplies. Um, the Blue Bullets have always been been a uh, sponsor of mine and helped me out. I run those through my open guns. Um, a lot of people ask me about that. They run just fine. I use their 125 grain truncated cone. I've probably shot over 300,000 of those through an open gun without any issues. So if you're questioning whether the Blue Bullet's right for you or not, question no longer they work just fine out of the open but um hunters hd gold as well as greg uh, a lot of similar sponsors here this is great um masterpiece arms is um a new sponsor of mine i'm proud to uh be associated with them thank you guys for helping that make that happen really appreciate it very good 
Oh, and gun gun butter. Last but not least, gun butter. I didn't mean to forget you guys. Um, I'd, I'd never forget you guys. We're actually worked out a deal with gun butter. Um, we have a, uh, a little, a little pack with a sample of gun butter and a card with a discount code, um, masterpiece. Um, if you're looking to buy some gun butter products, it's a great gun lubricant uh, for all sorts of firearms. We actually lube all the DS guns that leave the shop with gun butter. You get a sample pack of gun butter and a discount card with a picture of me on that card. It's probably, you know, at least worth half the price of that gun. <laughs> I thought say, is it a target? <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> no, no, I would never do so that. So mean to us. You're my friend, David. I would that. <laughs> That would be really weird. <laughs> well, no, but I, th I think it's pretty cool. We are able to work out a little deal with uh, gun butter. So everybody that buys a gun from Masterpiece or the DS uh, uh, gun gets a little sample of gun butter and a discount code Masterpiece um, on gun butter for 20% off, I think. That's very, very cool. If I buy some gun butter, can I get a 20% off of a... Um, masterpiece arms DS. probably yeah i think we can work that out right phil Phil, can you work that out for me <laughs> help a sister out i think it's reciprocal yeah i think oh, it works uh double stack 20 or 1911s uh, yeah all right and for me for shout outs i just want to shout you out for coming on the show and thank you for coming and spending two hours of your tuesday night with us i know you're very very busy um, lots of things to go do in that hotel room. Yeah. I know that there's <laughs> Yeah. Yes. There's, there's probably people waiting to talk to you outside, you know. That are I, there to apparently to was earlier. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They'll have to come back later. Busy. That's right. Be like, uh, excuse me, I'm on TV right now. <laughs> Doing a TV interview. No, anyway, but thank you so much for coming on. It's always good to see you and um, yes, enjoyed shooting with you and hopefully get to see you at some matches this year. Definitely will. Enjoyed being on the show. Thank you guys very much for having me. Yep, it was a good time. And so that will be a wrap for episode 371. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>